Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowfishing Buzz presented by AMS Bowfishing. My name is Matthew and I'm here with my good buddy, D. Schmitty. How's it going everybody? Episode 14 already of the Bowfishing Buzz podcast. We have a special guest with us today. We've been wanting to do this for a couple weeks now. We have Julie Schillinger, Matt's wife, with us today and we're going to get to see the Bowfishing world from the standpoint of a Bowfisherman's wife. So hi Julie, how are you doing today? Hey, Derek. Doing good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. So I got a list of questions here, and both of you feel free to chip in at any point <laughs> to answer these questions, all right? All right. This was all Derek's idea. He came up to me a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, Matt, let's bring your wife in here and do a point of view from a bullfisher's wife <laughs> about bullfishing. Absolutely. Yep. So I was like, go ahead, run with it, buddy. I figured uh, that would be a good idea because I am not married, and I have had girlfriends in the past who have not been super thrilled when I'm gone two, three, four nights in a row out bullfishing. So I figured, man, we got to get these guys in here because Matt's bullfishing all the time. <laughs> Just right? a little bit. Just a little Just bit. Just a little bit. Every, maybe once or twice a year. Yeah. Yeah, right. All right. So for the first question I have for you guys, Julie, did you hear about bullfishing at all before you met Matt? Oh, yeah. The first time I ever went bullfishing actually was with Cindy Brown. Oh, okay. Um, at our cabin on Mead Lake when I was, let's see, I was like a freshman in high school, so back in 1986. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time we ever went, and we went for, for carp. Sure. On Mead Lake, and we had, a, we had a great time. We went in canoes, too. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, her and I went on some canoe trips, bowfished, and shot some big carp. Um, yeah, so it goes way back to 86. Sure, sure. That's very, that's like, you're like one of the pioneers of bow fishing back then. <laughs> back then, there wasn't many people bow fishing. That's very no, cool. No, there weren't many back then, especially women. Right, you know. right. Yeah, that's but, very yeah. cool. For those of you that don't know, when, when you said Cindy Brown, Cindy is the owner of AMS Bow Fishing. Her mm -hmm. father is the one who invented the, the retriever back in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And so you were yeah. friends with, with Cindy, Cindy. Yep, back in high school yep. days. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we've known each other for a very long time. Yep. I remember you had a bunch of old pictures at your cabin, mm -hmm. wintertime and bow fishing and stuff like that. Yep. So yeah, yeah that's back cool. in the mid eighties. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. cool. So back when you guys went out bow fishing for the first time, I'm guessing Cindy was talking about bow fishing a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. was your initial thought on the sport of bow fishing? When you heard about it for the first time, did you think it was crazy off the wall or did you kind of, were you excited to start doing it or what was your thoughts on that? Well, I actually never even shot a bow before, so I I had no idea what to expect. Sure. And then she's like, well, come on, let's try it. And I thought, well, might as well go and try it. And Jeff actually was there too. Mm -hmm. um, so we all went out and um, it was harder than I thought. I thought it was going to be easier. But um, once I got it, you know, kind of got it down pat, then it got a little easier, and I don't know, it was really fun. We had oh, a good yeah. time. For sure. That's very cool. So the first time you shot a bow was at a fish. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. Back with the old school retrievers back then, yeah. I'm guessing. You, you want me to tell you why she was there? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> See, these are the kind of little juicy stories that I was looking forward to here. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's get right into this one. So Julie and I went to the same high school. She was a year ahead of me. Okay. okay. Oh boy. Cindy went to Abbotsford, which is another school about thirty minutes from here. Yep. All right. Julie used to go out with Cindy's <laughs> cousin Brian. Oh. And that's how she knew Cindy. Sure. So she was dating Cindy's cousin. Sure. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's actually 
once you tie that all together and now you work here and do it all the time, that's actually crazy. Yeah, see, he's the lucky one then. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, my gosh, I did not know that. That's that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we mentioned earlier, back then, that wasn't real popular. No, no not back then There was no all. boats or nothing. Like you said, you're in canoes. Yeah. You know? I remember you guys were in canoes. You said canoe down the Yellow River and, the, and stuff like that. And yeah. And the yeah. Rock River and... Yeah, her shoot, and I, shoot at fish. Her and I alone actually set out in a canoe down one of the rivers, and oh my gosh, we had a good time. Actually, we're going down the river, and all of a sudden, here comes a calf. A uh, baby calf came out right by the water and was going to drink some water, and Cindy saw it, and she's like, what the heck is it doing? Well, here a farmer walked down then and said he lost a calf. Oh and my here, gosh. Yeah, so here the calf was, and, and he's like, what are you guys doing out there? And Cindy then explained to him that we were bow fishing, and he never heard of it either, so it was kind of cool. That's oh, yeah. funny you say that a calf came down to the water. Were you along, was that the year you were in Kentucky, is when that calf was down on the bank in the Cumberland River? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Because we had that happen to us on the Cumberland River, and it's got, you know, the banks are, you know, right, Mm-mm. super steep, and it's all sand and washed away, and there was a calf that had fallen down oh, no. on the bank, and it couldn't get up. We tried to get it up there, and it was just way too, too really hard. We couldn't get it up there. Yeah, those those banks, thinking about them now, I mean, you fall down, it'd be tough as a, a person to right. climb up those yep. steep banks. Yep. Hmm. Sorry to jump no. in on that, but I no. thought maybe you were along on that no. trip. That was one of your many to Kentucky, probably. I've only been there a couple times when <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, well, that's cool. So uh, next question, Julie, what is it like being the wife of a bull fisherman who is gone for sometimes days slash nights on end? Like when Matt goes on these Kentucky trips, what's it like? Well, I'd say probably back in the beginning years, you know, first married, it kind of got a little annoying because you want to do things together, and I didn't do a ton of bow fishing at first. But then as time went on, you know, I I started bow fishing more with him, and then we just really loved to do it together, and we had a a great time doing it together. But then as, you know, we had kids, things change. Mm -hmm. You just, I can't go as much because, you know, somebody has to stay home and take care of the kids in the house, (laughs) right? Yep, yep, right. Yeah, so um, I could go, though, when I, whatever chance I had, I would definitely go with him. And, I mean, we had some great bow fishing trips together. Oh, yeah. We had a family mm-hmm. bow fishing trip with the girls, and yeah. that was really neat, too. It was a great experience for them. And they weren't too thrilled about the bow fishing part. They were getting mad because they couldn't shoot the they, fish, they actually. They couldn't get the fish. They yeah. were a little deeper than what we were hoping they would be. Yeah, yeah. but um, overall, it was just a great family trip. Sure, absolutely. I know I hear a lot of guys, Matt, I'm sure you can second this, who say that, you know, guys who shoot a bunch of tournaments or are always traveling all over the place, they say, you know, my wife puts up with a lot. I'm always yeah. gone. You know, she's always back home, and, you know, the, the wives are the real MVPs in this situation. There's no doubt about it, and... Like you said, years ago when when we were, you know, not newlyweds, we had been married for a couple of years or you know, quite a few years before I got into bow fishing. But then, mm-hmm. you know, we had kids and stuff like that, and we had two young girls, and they were, you know, three years apart. So they were pretty close together. And, you know, I'd come home from work and say, I'm I'm going down to Castle Rock. I'm going to Pete, I'm going to Mississippi River. And you, 
only a handful of times you kind of gave me that look where I was like, well, I better not yeah. go tonight. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, you always were like, well, the thing yeah, is, that's fine. Go ahead. The thing is, it's, you know, it's a sport. It's a hobby. It's something you like to do. So I'm not going to sit there and whine about it because it's something that is it's fun to do. You know, I've done it myself. So now I know what it's right. like. And so I know what you're out doing. I know mm-hmm. always know where you're at and everything. And want you to be safe out there. That's always the main thing. I always ask for sure. Where are you going? So I know, yeah. like, what boat landing you're going to or what mm-hmm. body of water and stuff. Yep. But, yeah, so I know you're out there having a good time doing something you enjoy, and I just don't feel like I really want to take that away from you. <laughs> yeah, I like to go shopping, so I get to do that sometimes. There you go, trade-off. <laughs> yep, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Oh, Julie, you mentioned that you uh, you experienced bow fishing, and so you kind of, you know, you understood after you had gone. I think that that's very important when it comes to hunting, bull fishing, normal, whatever hobby you have, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're doing it a lot, if you can expose your your uh, husband or wife to do it so they can kind of understand why you love doing it so much, I think that that can really help. Yeah. Right. You know, yep. right. Yep. Getting rid of the invasive species. It's just, it's, it's really neat. And it's good, like you said, to teach your kids too about it. And, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. Yeah. But along with that, once you kind of got into bow fishing and you enjoyed it, you liked it, you had you were having fun, you got into deer hunting. Yeah. You got into deer hunting for a couple of years there. And, yeah, and rifle. Would go, so so from bow fishing, right? You started to deer hunt also. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't archery hunt, but you rifle hunted yeah. here in Wisconsin. And um, you'd get up in the morning. You you wouldn't oh, yeah. walk into your tree stand in the dark, though. No, I'm scared. And you made me, though. You made me a couple times, and I went running, and, and I tripped over a log in the pitch dark and fell. And, Uh-oh. Uh, thank God I had my clip, you know, obviously in my pocket of my coat, but here I am running in the dark, and I'm out of breath, get to my tree stand. I can hardly breathe because, you know, running through the woods because I was so scared. Oh, <laughs> but, man. But, yeah. yeah. The, first, the first year she took up rifle hunting, um, she was sitting in her own stand, and I was sitting somewhere else on a property, and I heard her shoot. Oh, that's got to be exciting. You know, so I waited a little bit, and I went walking over there, and um, I looked up <laughs> at the tree, and she looked down, and I can see blood dripping down. The old scope came back oh, and cracked her. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That hurts. Yeah, that was my first, so, first deer. Yep. So I said, uh, well, what happened? Well, I shot at a big doe that was right down there. I said, did you get it? She goes, no, it ran away. And I I was so mad. I said, I go, it ran away. And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, it took off over there. And, you know, I was so mad. And all of a sudden then Matt So then I got down and I started looking around. Well, here, you know, there is blood everywhere down there. And it ran a little bit. And you said, are you sure you didn't hit that deer? I said, are you sure you didn't hit that deer? She goes, no, it just ran away. I was like, well, they don't just fall over. Right, not all the time. (laughs) I said, I thought it did. (laughs) Yep. But you made a perfect... He you made a it. perfect chest shot on that big old oh, goal, and awesome. it only went like 35 yards and was piled up. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good that ethical kill. Yeah, that's cool. Just to touch on, you guys said you guys went to um, on a bow fishing trip with the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were, you were saying that those fish were in a little bit too deep of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember you showing me footage of that trip. Yeah. You had a GoPro on a boomstick right. in the water, mm-hmm. and you guys were shooting, and I remember you, you said, you're like, gosh, the girls, it seems like they're... I mean, they're right on these fish. They should be able to penetrate them. You were in, I mean, that had to be, what, five, six feet of water you were shooting down yeah, into? Yeah, it was deep. It was so crystal clear. It was, those fish looked like they were right on the surface. Sure, sure. And I remember, um, you know, the girls obviously weren't pulling back a ton of poundage on their bows. Mm-hmm. Right. But I remember there was a video clip that you showed me of a big old carp just swimming nice and slow. You got the GoPro on it. And all of a sudden you see an arrow come down. Boom. 
It hit it right in the head. Yep. It hit it hit the fish and boop, bounced Bounce off. Right off. And yeah. you guys are like, gosh, we're not hitting these fish. Well, you were. It's right. just you weren't penetrating them. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was a really fun trip because we, we had everything loaded up before. That was our Carptown, USA family yeah. bow fishing trip that year. And we stopped and picked the girls up from school. Oh, cool. And, you know, mm-hmm. we filmed the whole thing all the way out there, um, getting to our little cabin yeah. out there and then getting to the lakes out there. Sure. It was a little bit of a rough ride, so we found a, a, a calm bay with some sandy beaches there, and we were shooting fish and stuff. And then we'd get out and let the girls walk in the sand and go in the water and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You sure. Know? Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We shot some. That's, I actually shot my biggest carp to that date on that trip. Really? 35-pound common. Oh, man. And mm-hmm. the funny part about it is the girls were kind of messing around with the cameras and stuff. I had a, we had a little handy cam. Sure. And um, I was shooting and you were shooting, and they were messing around with the cameras yeah. and stuff. They had they got the whole thing on film. Really? Of yep. you shooting that 35-pound fish? We shot the 35-pound fish. We chased it down. You put the backup shot into it. We got it in the boat, and the whole time Macy was sitting there recording the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. That's a family <laughs> effort right there. Yeah. yeah. That was wow. a fun trip. We shot a lot of nice big commons. Um, the scenery was awesome. The trees yeah. in the water, the the trees, you know. It's just um, so boat fishing has taken us on family trips as well. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. just a lot of people go up north to go fishing or whatever. We went on a boat mm-hmm. fishing trip right. out of state, right yeah. to Carptown, USA. And I bet you the girls remember that trip oh, forever. They do. Yeah, they loved mm-hmm. the cabin and just going out on the boat. They love to be outside. Yeah. And, you know, just enjoying the outdoors. Sure. They, they just really do. Mara, Mara had a, our youngest had a blast gaffing, trying to gaff the oh, fish yeah. and bring them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you that was pretty tough if she gaffed one to lift them into the bowl. Yeah, she didn't. She couldn't lift she them. Got, she got pretty wet from the fish splashing, but oh, she never sure. got to lift one up. But sure. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. She was little. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know I've been out on the boat with you two a couple times, and you guys are, uh, you know, you're, you're two fun people to be out on a boat with. He gets annoying sometimes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. What, what does Matt do that? That, uh, you would consider is annoying while you're out bow fishing. I don't know. I guess sometimes he thinks that he knows everything, and, well. and he'll tell me what to do. <laughs> and I'm like, really? I actually bow fished before you did. <laughs> oh, that's right. She's got that to go back on. That's that's yeah. That's a good argument right there. So uh, I guess next question for both of you guys, since you guys, you know, you're talking about the family trip, and you guys have obviously gone out bow fishing with each other, you know, a lot. Do you guys have any funny, goofy memories you guys can recall out on the boat? Matt fell in a few times. I was with you guys once when you fell in. A few times once. Oh, I think, no, I think more than that. With you in the boat? (laughs) Not with me in the boat. I fell in once when you were in the boat. But you, yeah, but you just (laughs) fell in, what, a couple weeks ago? Were you out with John? Yeah, it was for the worlds. We were scouting for the worlds, and I, we had a stump, and I fell Fell in. in. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just so everyone knows, I was with when you fell in. I was with you guys that night. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I've never seen. I'm guessing that's like what a uh, like a bird dog does when it locks into a pheasant. We were chasing a fish, and Matt just like locked in. And I'm looking ahead, and here's this little like it was a little island, yeah, wasn't it? It was an island. And Matt's just chasing this fish down, and I'm like, wow, we're getting shallow. And all of a sudden, I think you even you were starting to draw back to shoot the fish, and all of a sudden the boat just stopped on a dime, and you went ass over tea kettle over the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting like, oh, I should have warned him or something. But you, I. I think you were so zoned in, it didn't matter if there was a big rock bluff. We were going to hit that son of a gun. Yeah. Yep. Tunnel vision, yep. baby. Yep. Anything to get the fish. Yep. Wow. Anything to get the fish. I was more worried about my cell phone because I had my cell phone in my pocket. <laughs> of course. That's the first thing I reached for, and I yeah. pulled it up out of the water. I, and I think I gave it to you. <laughs> we were down in Kentucky two years ago. Mm-hmm. 
taking pictures with big heads. You made that big head video. Yep. Where you were, they were sucking sheep from the shoreline. You lose a big head. Yep. Big mouth. Yep. Yeah, if you guys don't know uh, what video we're talking about, it's on our YouTube channel. Matt wrestles uh, a big old big head. That's just a whole nother story for itself. So you'll have to go check that one out. But we were taking pictures of fish. And I'm sitting there, and I'm getting every angle that I possibly can and looking at the viewfinder. I'm like, oh, we got some really cool stuff. And all of a sudden, I, I'm sitting there, and I'm probably up to my belly button in water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. My phone's in my pocket. Yep. My phone's mm-hmm. in my pocket. And I took it out, and it didn't turn on. Then it did turn on, and it got so, – it would turn on, and it was working. It would get so warm that it was almost like – it, like, hurt to have it in my hand. Right. Yeah. And it was – it was kaput after that. Yep. That always mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever had a cell phone situation. Mm-hmm. That one, remember that night? I think it got wet, but it still it worked. It still worked, yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah. I didn't lose nothing on it. Yeah, no. got that, lucky. Always, that always sucks. No, I put mine away. I know, that's what we should do, but you're always looking at it for maps and stuff. It's nice to have it, you know, right. out and readily available. Yep. yep. Or just yep. ready for pictures and yep. stuff. He's always doing right. that. Right. Just mm-hmm. as long as we keep the expensive uh, camera out of the water, that's that's yeah. that's, that's the um, that's more important right. than a cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so most uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes with the, with the cameras that are on these cell phones nowadays, you know, they can replace a a big fancy picture taking camera. Mm-hmm. They're pretty you know? crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, next question for you guys. You guys were talking about the family trip, and we've been talking about, you know, all the trips you guys have been on. Do you guys have a favorite bow fishing experience together? Or, Julie, do you specifically have a favorite bow fishing experience? That's really a hard question because there's so many, and all of them. I mean, we we had a great time on every trip we've been on. Um, Sure. One that kind of sticks out a little more probably is um, in Delaware, Stingrays. That was really an awesome trip, and... There's so many different stingrays, which I never knew. Sure. That they're, you know, the southern and the cow nose. I, I never knew that. Um, so we were out with Corey Brossman and Joy. They're great people. And we had a really good time with them at their camper. Um, I'm trying to think. Kentucky, of course, that's always a great time there, sure. too, with the big heads. With Dennis Redden. Oh, that was amazing. Um, well, I had been going down by Dennis for years. years. Yeah. You know, shooting these big heads and mm-hmm. buffs and some grassies here and there and stuff like that. And every time I come home, she'd be like, "I want to shoot one take of those." Take me down there and shoot <laughs> some of them big heads. They're so huge. <laughs> They're cool. So yeah, that I don't know if it was in 2014 or something like that. I finally, you and I went yeah. down and, and stayed with for Dennis at the cabin for a week there, and and um, yeah. you shot your first big head down there. You shot your first. No, you shot silvers on the Illinois River before that. You shot the silver. We well, went. That was another trip we went on years ago. Yeah, but I couldn't shoot them when they're the flying silvers. Remember that? Why? You, you could shoot them, and I couldn't because I missed every time when they're flying in the air. So, remember when we had the boat? So before when you said you get mad at me because you think I know more about boat fishing? <laughs> oh, oh. No, you can just hit them when they're flying in the air, and I can't. They're not actually flying; they're just jumping. Well, jumping, same boats. thing. That's tough to hit. <laughs> same thing. Airborne fish. That's got to yeah, be. That's hard. I mean, I came close, but I never could get them. But that, Matt was good at it. That that trip to Kentucky with Dennis. Um. You were actually you you got down there when the oh, shooting yeah. was just phenomenal for a couple of years there, um, with some of those giant big heads. Um, some of those big heads that we shot that day were you know sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. I was running the camera on that trip, and you and Dennis and Damien were shooting all those fish up there. And I remember when we first rolled up there, to, when we first got there, we rolled up there, all the silvers were on the surface, and you were like, oh, my gosh. You know, and we're, we're just letting you shoot. We're just, we're just letting you shoot, and finally we're like, okay, now, now, now start picking fish. Right. Start selecting and finding a fish because – what happens down there is there's so many big heads, or excuse me, there's so many silvers in that area that I think they actually push the big heads down. Sure. The big heads don't like to be on the surface. And all of a sudden, bloop, you'll see a big head come up. But as soon as he comes up, he's not up very long, sure. and he's trying to get back down. But there's so many silvers that they, he's got a hard time getting back down. That's when you got to shoot that right. that big head. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were down there shooting all those silvers and some of them big heads. A storm came up. Mm-hmm. We had to. Soaked. I, I actually dropped, got to the boat launch and dropped them off in time. And by the time they got the truck, it was storming so bad. I had to go underneath the bridge and wait really? underneath the bridge. Yeah. yeah, while they were in the vehicle, I was underneath the bridge. Oh my gosh. But wow. then we went back out there, and that's when it was crazy with um, the, big the big heads. heads. And then Damien also had some big grass carp up there. It was just, you actually I hit shot, that. I shot some grass carp there, too, in Kentucky. Remember? Just you and I alone yes, in the boat. Yes, that's when you and I went to the lake and, and, and shot some grass carp on the lake. And we shot some big ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, that that was was a really fun, fun trip. And then we ate the big heads. Then we had that big oh, head yeah. deep fried. And that, oh. honestly, is the best fish I've ever had in my life. Yep. And you would never think, you no. know, that when you right. pull them in and they're kind of stinky. But Dennis prepared them right away, put them on ice, mm-hmm. and... Took them back mm-hmm. and fried them up, and they were excellent. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. And we, did the, we did the same thing in in, um, in Maryland when we were with Corey mm-hmm. on those stingrays. You know, we fried some of them up on the grill as well, and had some some wing meat from those stingrays. Sure, it was. You didn't like it? No, not a fan. It was a little tougher. <laughs> I'm not a fan of stingrays. It was a little tougher, but you know, we were eating it and using it, right. and stuff like that. Right. Um, right. But that was a really fun trip too, like you said, because you know when you were when we were on these trips, we're also um, we'll take a day off and just go, like we went to the Ocean City that day and just went to the boardwalk, sure. you know, and walked around in Ocean mm-hmm. City there and really neat town and um, went out for some special fish buffets and stuff like that and tried a, a sampling of a bunch of different species at the buffets and stuff like that. So when we're on those trips, we're not bowfish, you know, all the time. Pretty right? much, though. <laughs> Yeah, some <laughs> some trips are like that, but yeah, you get to yeah, it's nice to take a little bit of a break mm-hmm. too, because I know a lot of people, you know, I'll get people messaging me from the the trips that I've been on with you. Oh man, you get to go bullfish. That's awesome. And yes, it is absolutely amazing that we have the opportunity to go and do that. But after four or five days of bullfishing during the day, going out at night, you guys both know it can turn into a grind. It's exhausting. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I don't know how he makes it. He, Matt doesn't sleep, so he can just cancel that aspect yeah. of everything out. He'll go. What did, I remember one time, you were up for like fifty straight hours uh-huh. for a tournament. You were telling me about it. Yeah. No sleep, nothing. I know. I and know. you're just chipper, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. Mm-hmm. The adrenaline. All good to go. Yep. Well, yeah. we jumped. We were Derek and I were just on the Mississippi River here, um, Friday night. And we loaded the boat up and started heading home, and I don't think we were 20 miles on the oh. road, and he was out. No. Out. You were? No. Yeah. I don't even think I fell asleep that whole drive home. I, I, I asked him a question, and it was like he had been drinking Jägermeister for 37 hours. He was like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, Whenever I fall asleep, I'm just scared that you take pictures of me. 
Did you take some pictures? I did. Oh, okay. I got some good ones that you will. Yeah, there's some bad. The worst ones are when I'm about to fall asleep, and then I see the flash of the camera, so I, I'm like, oh, and I like come to, and I look like possessed. I look ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you're always taking pictures. But I do have oh, wow. one picture okay. of when Matt fell asleep. Yeah, because I told you to take over driving. Because you were too tired from shooting a tournament, so I had to drive. Yep, yep. I was fine. I was awake. I had no problem. And well, I got a picture yeah, of you sleeping. I did. I did fall asleep once. Once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when you you told me to take over driving. You're like, hey, I I gotta get some shut eye. He said, so I'm gonna need you to drive home. And he goes, I remember right before he fell asleep. He goes, just don't don't crash the boat and truck, or <laughs> I might have to I might have to beat you up. <laughs> he was totally joking, but I was like, I was like, okay, all right, time to zone in and be safe. But actually, we weren't heading home from that tournament. We were heading down to Kentucky to do more bow fishing. Yeah. Well, I think the reason I was awake is because I think I, I was like working a booth or something. I didn't shoot the tournament that you did. Right. So I was I was just on normal you know normal hours, and you had been scouting for a couple days. That was for the U.S. Championship. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Down in Missouri, so we were coming back from Missouri after the tournament on yep. Sunday morning, and we were going That's back down to Kentucky to do some more bow fishing. Yep. You you guys scouted and shot. Yeah. The UBC, and then I think I had to run. I ran a booth at Bass yep. Pro. Yep. Met you guys at weigh-ins, and that was yeah. Mm-hmm. You hadn't slept in a long time, so yep. went down there. So I let you sleep for a couple hours. Yeah. I let you drive for a couple hours. Yeah. And then you slept for the rest of the eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, just you guys talking about that trip down to Kentucky. I remember watching some of that footage. Yeah. That footage mm-hmm. is crazy. That was fun. That was. I mean, you're talking. At any given point, I mean, at least from what it looks like in that footage, you had hundreds of fish oh, around yeah. you surfacing, especially after you said, uh, you know, it, it rained mm-hmm. and you guys went back out. And mm-hmm. you kind of get that, that like still humid heat. Oh, it was like we were sitting in a oven. Sure. It was just so was hot great. and muggy. I loved it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm all about heat. I'm it's it's too hot state. here. Mm-hmm. It's too hot here today. I wish it was 50 degrees here. Oh, I want, no I want fall. I no, not me. But. Do you remember the first uh, tournament you shot with me? Oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I think at, what time was it? Two or three in the morning, I was my head was bobbling. I'm standing in the front of the boat, sure. and my head started just to bobble. And I'm like, oh, I better sit down or I'm going to fall in. That was tough. But that was the time you shot, you shot a fish, and then you were going to take it off, and then it came down. And... Mm-hmm. Um, the first fish of the oh, tournament. Yes, yes, first fish yes, of the yes. tournament. His barb came down, came down and drove into his thumb, into my knuckle, and we couldn't pull it out because he has barbs on there. Yeah. So we just cut it as close as we could to the fish. Disgusting. Oh man! Oh. Yeah. And he shot like that, and I, I couldn't understand how he shot the rest of the tournament that, that way. Like that. Then we went in the next morning to the to ER the to get ER. it pulled out. Yep. And then they took an X-ray of it, and you could see all the barbs on it. Oh, you could remember that see it way underneath inside my knuckle. You could see it inside there. Lucky that didn't get infected or something. I know. You know what? I never, I never knew about that until that happened. That they were barbed. That no, that that can happen. You know, it was outer barb on there. I don't know what that exactly is called on them. Right. But it buried itself in there. But I've heard of other people getting that into their like shoe, into their foot, and stuff like that, and into their hand area. But then if you look at our barrels. After the oh. AMS Big 20 weigh-ins, yep. there'll be a whole bunch of holes in those barrels. You're like, what the heck is that from? And if you look, you'll find some of them barbs that are stuck into the to the brute Barrel. barrels yet. It's crazy. There's a, there's a bunch of them. Sure. You know, yeah, and sure. they're, they're thick. Yeah. They're, they're solid. Yeah. 
I'm mm-hmm. surprised. I didn't. I didn't ever have thought that you could have broke one off. You know, into your into a barrel or a thumb. But <laughs> I guess yeah. you can. Yeah, well, I was taking it off, off the point. You know, so I had to slide my point through the fish. So when I did that, the fish came sliding down. on the shaft yep. and then it, oh, oh went right into there. Right in there. And he looked. I can just picture your face now. He looked at us at well, me and Derek, and the he's fish like, was stuck. I couldn't. It stuck. Right? I'm like, oh, what? Gosh. And then he showed us, and then he had to cut off the. You know the rest of the fins, so here he had that thing stuck in there. Mm, man, that and he bookfished the rest of the night like that. I still have that barb. I still have that barb. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's a cool little souvenir. <laughs> I still have it. And doctors gave it to me. Nice, sure. e- nice ER visit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's cool. That's like a that's a fisherman's version of getting a hook in their hand. Instead. Yeah, right. He got a, a carp. He got. I guess there was one carp that got even with me and all. Yep. Like, yep. There you yeah. go. I've put into the manure pits. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Matt and I, we were out, like you said, down shooting some fish this past weekend. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Going exploring some, well, at least for me, exploring some new areas. It is so beautiful down in that area. You kind of get down in the bluff country with the river bottom and everything. Yeah, we were down in the Mississippi River in the La Crosse, Wisconsin area. And it, like you said, it's beautiful. The bluffs, the ridges, the water. Yeah. The rivers. It's It's so much more different than further south of here where you have, you know, here it's only deep in the in between the channel markers. Right. Once you get to the channel markers, you better slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I like shooting the river. There's some big fish down there. Our biggest fish at night was a 29, 29 pound, four, I think. Twenty nine yeah. pound four pound common. Um, the drum were out really good that yeah, night. Yeah, those were some of the biggest yeah. drum that I've ever ex- you know experienced shooting yeah, before. They had cool. some bellies on they them did. too. They did. Yeah. That was pretty cool. They're fun to shoot. They're, you know, usually in current leading to clear water so you can, you know, get a shot or two off at them. Yeah, that was fun. Right, right. But then the next night, our buddy Jody went back went back down there um, to shoot in a female um, oh, yeah. competition bow fishing tournament there, and they shot a 40-pound combo. <clears throat> man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He was down in that similar area? or mm-hmm. just in a river. Okay, mm-hmm. sure, sure. That's yeah. cool. He shot a 40-pound combo. So. Wow. I know there wasn't much around for the worlds when it was there this year, but there's some big fish in the river up here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to ask you, Matt, I was I was sitting there, we were shooting the other night, and uh, you know, you got your phone out, you're looking at maps and everything, and as you know, the river is a different animal compared to you know shooting lakes and bigger mm-hmm. bodies of water with all the sand sandbars and everything that can can pop up in the middle of shooting. Yep. Um, I was amazed with how you could keep track of one where we've been. And two, there was a you know we a couple different times we'd get hung up on a, a sandbar or something, and how you could know which way to go so that we'd get out to deeper water. Do you have any kind of kind of putting you on the spot here? I know. Do you have any kind of uh, strategies or tactics to try to keep track of of where you're navigating throughout the night, or is that just all kind of instinctual from doing it over the last couple of years? It's being in certain areas and being there multiple times. Sure, sure. Um, but. Everything changes year to year down there so much. Right. Um, but mainly, um, like those sandbars you're talking about, you know where they run out. Just because they're coming from upriver, you know where they're coming through by looking at the maps before, and you can kind of see them on maps. Sure. So you know you have to go that way to get back around them. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to get deeper when you go in, up into them. Right. You know, it's going to get shallower before it gets deeper again because all that stuff is running down when it's floods and they just kind of like like snowdrifts. They build up here and there and sure, stuff like that. Sure, But every, every year there's new new ones that weren't just like, man, where'd this come from? This wasn't here last year or right. two years ago. This wasn't here. It's just knowing, and like I said, going back to those spots multiple times, knowing sure. where we are because, like you said, down there, 
it's super easy to get turned around. Oh yeah, because you can Absolutely. get back to some cuts and stuff, and it's you, yeah. Or to or to to accidentally uh, beat your boat or get stuck somehow, and and like you're stuck bad. Yeah. And if you can move the you know get out and move the boat or somehow loosen it up, you might make yourself stuck even worse depending on which direction yeah. you go. Yeah. Especially if there's a strong current, extreme right. current can just keep pushing you on top of that sand. Right. Just keep pushing you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can be it can be sneaky. There's there's been boats stuck on you know airboats stuck on sandbars down there, and it's sure. it's a three hour deal getting out of there. Yeah. yeah, I know there was a couple times we were going through some real tall weedy grass areas. I mean, mm-hmm. it was we were standing on the deck, and it was a foot or two we were going above through rice us. fields. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, I hope Matt knows where he's going because <laughs> I can't see. And then the, the, we'd eventually get out into the you know the main channel or into area. I'm like, I have no idea how he just predicted that. That happened multiple times, mm-hmm. but hmm. well, you, right. you know, you just know what direction you're kind of heading. Sure. You, you, I didn't tell you, but I was following a light on the other side. Oh, okay. Of See? the, I was sure. following. See, he knows so much. <laughs> uh, I was just following. I, I, I knew that I had to get back to the boat. We were on, we were on the Wisconsin side. Yep. Of the river. Yep. And we put it on the Minnesota side. Yep. So I knew I had to go to the Minnesota side to, to back to the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I, as we were down in that area, I looked at the phone. And then I looked at the boat launch, and I looked, and then I found, I picked out an orange light. Okay. And I kept tracking that orange light. Sure. And but uh, and then also from that, you can tell by the by by on your maps how far these rice fields come out and stuff like that. So you know that's gonna you're gonna pop through to another channel that opens up, and then you're gonna go into more grass and another channel and more grass. That's just the way that whole bottom end is. You know, and that's a good spot for all those carp and drum. Also, that's right. why I like to go to those spots. Right. Yeah, carp and drum, and uh, you you know what I'm gonna talk about here now we pulled up into one spot and we're sitting there and we're we threw our arrow out in the water and we we're just getting ready oh this spot looks pretty good and i look down and here there's a a big old buff just beelining for the front of the boat it's going to go under the boat and i'm yep. reeling as fast as i can and i'm not going to get a shot at it i think you ended up getting a I shot, did get off a shot at, at it, it but i was like <laughs> it was yeah, like straight the boat yeah yeah that was the biggest fish we probably saw that night. and then it then it went up into the weed line there and came right back out nice and smooth, and he was out in the deep by the time we yeah. got. Yeah. That's what happens when, because we were coming down the main channel, yep. and we were running wide open. Yep. And then I wanted to go through that little chute there, so I turned into that chute, and I slowed her down. And as we were slowing down, you know, we got up and got our stuff, but as we did this, that that motion pushed that buff up from that deep, because right there was that weed line, and we pushed him up into that. And he didn't want to go through that weed line. Did you nope. see that? Yep. He came at us, we shot, he went back into that weed line about he went into it about that far and he came back out and he was heading back out to deep water. Yeah. Yeah. Buffs love those edges yep. like that. Yep. Yep. So you had a nice buff on too that um just pulled out on me somehow. Yep. Lost him. Yep. It was a it was a longer shot too, and I, I think I kind of uh you know, you kinda of get those shots you're like, nah, I'll take a poke, I guess. Yeah. I think I should have drawn back a little bit further to get a little it was bit a more nice penetration buff. and Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up getting away from us. That's always just a that's a terrible feeling when you lose a nice fish. Oh yeah. man! One of these times, what we're yeah. gonna do on the podcast here is um, we're gonna have a, a video up of us down there shooting on the Mississippi River, and um, it's legal here in Wisconsin to shoot catfish. Yep. Um, we saw some nice catfish yeah, that night in crystal clear water, and we're actually gonna we're gonna shoot a couple of those fish that night and have some and a cooler with ice on it. Sure. And we're gonna flay those fish out and show you how we prep those fish because. I didn't bring a cooler along that night. We didn't bring any ice along that night. You know, we just had our tub of right. where you're putting the carp and drum and gar and stuff like that. So we didn't have anywhere to put them. So we weren't going to shoot them. Right. Um, 
But we're going to have a podcast on where we're going to shoot somebody's catfish and then prep them and eat them. Sure. I think that'd be a cool little segment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I bet you they'll be delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Taste, and that water was great. crystal clear. We should have awesome footage of shooting some of those fish. So Sure. Uh, we didn't see nothing huge, nothing ginormous, nothing like that. But no. um, there were some nice, you know, 15-pound catfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 10-pound catfish, which are great eaters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about, you know, going out in the, in the fan boat and uh, shooting all these fish. I had a gentleman by the name of Jonathan message me on Instagram. He was, uh, he's all excited about the podcast. He likes listening to him. And he had mentioned that this past weekend he shot in his first tournament. Oh, cool. Good with, for him. Uh, he's going through the process of his, he's got his own boat. And this was the first tournament that he shot in his new boat. <laughs> so I just wanted to, I wanted to highlight Jonathan for uh, yeah. going through that process. And you that's bet. awesome. Keep shooting, keep tinkering with the boat. Um, I think uh, it's safe to say you're probably addicted at this point. Oh, yeah. The boat fishing bug has bit him. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> good job on getting out there and getting into your first tournament with your new boat. That's great. That's, uh, like I always say, it's an awesome spot to, to become friends with other bow fishers. You'll learn so much more. You learn um, different styles of boats. You learn different techniques, different um, things to put on your boat. Um, and, of course, you, there'll be friends that you oh, become friends with, and you'll be friends with them for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think that... Uh, I feel like that first tournament, you know, that's what takes the most guts to get a boat, start shooting fish. Oh, I'm gonna start shooting tournaments. That first one, if you can, if you can shoot that first one and have a good experience with it, I think that that really opens the door for you shooting lots more down the road. Absolutely, you know what no I mean. Kind of getting your feet wet, breaking mm-hmm. the ice a little bit, and just seeing what it's all about, and you experience it and how cool it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's safe to say Jonathan's going to be shooting some more tournaments in the future. I wouldn't doubt it one bit. Yeah. Good luck out there in those tournaments. Absolutely. Matt, Mm -hmm. you got some bow fishing news that you wanted to share with us on the podcast. I got a little bit of some bow fishing news here. So um, I just saw this, that the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife is is advising boaters on the Kentucky Lake and Barkley Lake uh, to be on the lookout for yellow buoy marker flags. Mm. Between those two flags, there's nets to capture Asian carp. Oh, so they are advising boaters to go wide if they see those markers on the lakes. They're trying to collect uh, Asian carp and remove them from the lakes. That's so, um, and then also, um, I'm gonna kind of we're gonna kind of be doing this um, throughout our shows. We're gonna be um, giving a shout out to some of the people that got uh, BAA records. Sure, absolutely. On there, so congrats to Todd Downs on his W on his BAA South Dakota State Record meerkarp weighing 24.9 pounds. Austin Gearhat. Gearhart, sorry about that, on his BAA Pennsylvania State Record butterfly carp weighing 19.6 pounds. That was a really cool-looking fish. Absolutely. Those are very unique-looking fish. That's that's one that I I have never seen a butterfly carp in the waters, and I know if I saw one, I would probably miss it. Yeah, Yeah, you get uh, butterfly fever. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, Congratulations to Tim Hammond on his BAA Minnesota State and BAA World Record Golden Shiner. Zero pounds, zero point eight ounces. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my gosh! That's skill right Think there. Think about that for a second. You've got the world record, and it weighs zero point eight ounces. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That little golden shiner there, and young Chloe Johnson on her BAA Florida Youth State Record Gizzard Shad weighing two point two pounds. Oh heck yeah, the youth, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's very yep. cool. So we're gonna be doing a couple of them, you know, when they pop up on the, the Facebook page there. We'll be adding them to our um, podcast as well. And then um, next week or our next in our next podcast, episode fifteen. Yep. All right. Coming up October tenth 
is going to be bidding for the BAA Worlds tournament for next year, 2020. Um, the, the two bids that are in, we've got the South Dakota bid, which is going to be taking place in the city of Brookings on May 30th. And the host is going to be Lance Wheeler. And that event is going to be taking place on the Missouri River, Lake Francis case, Lewis and Clark, Roy Lake, Blue Dog, Bitter, Wabe, Lake St. John, Lake Albert, Lake Thompson, Lake Sanaya, Whitewood Lake, and Lake Henry. You know what's funny about some of them lakes? What's that? I've ice fished several of those lakes. Really? Yeah. Years ago, years ago, back, oh, God, that's got to be 20 years ago when I used to go out there and bowfish on those lakes. Giant perch, just huge ice perch. fish, ice, ice fishing fish on those lakes. Yeah, and then you and I went on a trip out there and fished on one of these lakes. I'm not going to say which one it is. Oh, oh, all right. I'm adding <laughs> that to the GPS. I remember, I remember that. You one. and I went out there open water fishing, mm-hmm. and we were catching them giant bluegills. Really? Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's I've, when we had the cabin to ourselves or that hotel, remember? No. Isn't it that Oh, my one? gosh. Your memory is awful. One? That was up in Minnesota on Lake... <laughs> oh, on, Mille Lacs. That was on, not on Mille Lacs. Where was that one? That was on um, Leech Lake. Leech. See, we go too many places, and I... That That's a Leech good Lake. problem to have. That was, an awesome, trip that was ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, right. We had this whole motel overlooking this lake to ourselves. It was all to ours. Yep. And we didn't. We had the hot tub, the sauna, so the pool, pool all to ourselves. Well, we were up there ice fishing. We didn't have any swimming gear on, so we went running down the hallways in our underwear. And we went <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my goodness! <laughs> I have a picture of Matt posing by the pool. Oh, I'm sure. And his yeah. whitey tighties. <laughs> that sounds like a Matt thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. So Lance Wheeler will be on next week as a special guest, and we're also going to have Jeremiah Hayes on. He is the one that's going to be putting up the bid for the Tennessee River. Sure. Um, out of Huntsville, Alabama on May 30th. And that will, um, if it gets bitted in, will be on the Tennessee River from New Johnsonville Bridge to everything south of Kingston I-40 Bridge. Um, premium members, you get to vote for free. Um, if you're just a standard member, it's $10 to vote. But that ten, all the proceeds will go towards the, the payouts. Oh, in the okay. 2020 worlds as well. Sure. So, so we're going to have Lance Wheeler and Jeremiah Hayes on. Um, they're going to be telling us why you should vote. Sure. For each for one of their bids, South Dakota or the Tennessee River. That's cool that they're going to you know be on back to back. We're going to get to hear it from mm-hmm. both. You know, we're going to get to everyone listening is going to get to hear why each of the hosts thinks that it should be at their given right. location. Right. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Just that little side note. That's funny you were mentioning about South Dakota ice fishing perch. Last two years I've been up to North Dakota, yep. Devil's Lake, mm-hmm. ice fishing perch. We'll be out there and, you know, some of the guys we know up there will be like, oh, what do you do? Okay, I work for AMS Bow Fishing. They're scared of carp up there because <laughs> they don't want them in Devil's Lake. Oh, really? Because it's such a big industry up there is the, the guided fishing and people mm-hmm. coming up there to the resorts. Walleye to fish. Walleye yes. fishing, the big perch. And uh, there's, I guess there was a couple smaller lakes that did have some carp show up, and they said over like a decade span, they don't fish those lakes anymore. Really? Because the carp would, you know, kind of, they're invasive species, they'd kind of take over. So I, it was just funny, I mentioned up there, yeah, we shoot a lot of carp, and oh, you guys ever hear of any out, you know, out here at all? We, we try not to, you know, we don't, we don't want them out here. They were all, they were all kind of scared about them. They didn't yeah. want them out there. So just a little side note, that was interesting that you, uh, you know, they're in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they don't work their way up into the, you know, Mm -hmm. prime fishing lakes up there. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. You got any advice for female bullfishers out there? 
I think the main thing is that women just need to go out and try it for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think once they do and they shoot their fi first fish, they'll be so excited that they'll want to go back again. I mean, I myself prefer daytime fishing because I love the sun. So sure. I like to be warm. And so I prefer that. But nighttime fishing is also fun because it's, it's just totally different, mm -hmm. you know. So um, just get out there and, and have a great time and you'll figure it out. I mean, it t you might get frustrated. It gets frustrating at first, but then once you get it, then you'll be really excited and you'll be hooked. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. I know we've said this on, on uh, previous podcasts. It is so cool at the AMS Big 20 and other tournaments, you'll see all women teams roll yep. into weigh-ins. It's like, heck mm -hmm. yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. You yep. know? Yep. And there's no doubt you're seeing a lot more females, you know, getting involved in the sport of bow fishing. You're seeing a lot of their pictures on social media. Yep. Um, they're going out with their boyfriends, their husbands, they're getting them out there and stuff. So awesome. The more we have, the better it is the more fun we have. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think that can uh, wrap up that segment of the podcast. Mm -hmm. To finish us mm -hmm. off here, I think we can do a quick AMS product highlight. And this week, Matt, I think we should talk about the AMS Combo Kit. Oh, that's one of our most popular kits. Absolutely. No doubt, hands down, the AMS Combo Kit is great. It's awesome because a lot of us have an old bowl that's just laying around. Yep. We're not using it. It's in the garage collecting dust. It's in the basement. We're not using it. It can be an old compound, an old recurve. Can be a longbow. Yep. You know, you pick up the Amos combo kit. It's very cheap. It's like 160 bucks. It's got the 610 Retriever Pro on there with 200 pound line. Yep. You've got the tidal wave rest. You've got two Amos arrows with the safety slides and chaos points. Put it on your bow and you're out bow fishing yep. in a matter of minutes. Yep. Very popular. Very popular. Absolutely. Just I was down at uh, NASP, the Archery in the Schools program this year in Kentucky, running a mm -hmm. booth down there. And a bunch of parents come up, you know, their kids are shooting the Genesis bows at the targets and whatnot. And they're like, hey, can we put these, you know, this combo kit on uh, on, on these bows? Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Yep. You know, and the kids are like, oh, mom, I want Absolutely. one really bad. I really, really want one. Can you buy one for me? Please, 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 please. <laughs> you know, and they just they just go crazy. It's so cool that, you know, anyone can buy a combo kit, whether you're shooting a, a tournament and you're serious about it or if you're a, a kid who's never done it before. Heck yeah. In a matter of minutes, you're ready to go, ready to mm -hmm. rock and roll. Yep, mm -hmm. no so. doubt about it. So, yeah, it's a great kit, great kit. If you're looking for that kit to get you going out there or interested in getting in the sport of bow fishing, the AMS Retriever Pro Combo Kit is the best thing out there for you. Very easy to use, very simple to set up, no buttons to push, and everything on there made in the USA, Absolutely. Baby. We're very proud to right be there. able to state that. Made in the mm -hmm. USA. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> and just something I wanted to wrap up with, guys. Uh, Jonathan had messaged us. If you guys have any questions or anything that you guys want to ask us, feel free to message us on social media, and we can, uh, you know, jump into your questions on the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, thanks, Julie. No problem. It was all fun. Right. From all of us Amos Bow Fishing, remember, aim low and think big. Thanks for listening, guys.